Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Um, today we're going to continue looking around the importance of serving and using what it is that God has given us. This is really important, you know. I think more than ever before in this season that we're in right now, we need to make sure that we find ourselves in the house of God with our hands out. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah no, you know what I'm saying this morning. More than ever before in this season that we're in right now, it's so important that we find our families and ourselves firmly planted in the house of God with our hands out ready to serve one another. Amen. And so this morning we're going to be looking at some thoughts around this and I believe it's so, so important. Um, so, so important. And we're going to look how we, we get so encouraged and so strengthened when we use the gifts that God has given us. And I want to begin the journey this morning looking at one of our values as a local church. We have a, a list of values that you can find on our website. But I want to share this one with you today. I love this. We are not a church of consumers or spectators. Oh, thanks very much for the one amen. We are not a church of consumers or spectators, amen. Listen to what we are. We're a church where every member is empowered and encouraged to use their gifts to serve and to strengthen the whole community, amen. That's who we are as a church. We're not consumers or spectators. We're not like the old norm, sitting in the armchair, cheering everybody else on, no. As members of Shell Harbour Community Church, we all have skin in the game, amen. We're all part of building this church for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God, amen. And that's what we're going to be looking at over the next couple of weeks. And today, it's my hope that over the coming weeks, we'll begin to seek God and discover what our gifts are, and then in turn, how we can use them to strengthen other people and to strengthen the local church here. That we're not just about attending, but we're about contributing. Amen? It's lovely that you attend. It's so nice to see you here this morning. And for those that are at home and will be returning, I would expect, in the next few weeks as well, that we're not just about attending the local church here, but we're also about contributing to the life of the local church here. Amen. I can see you all smiling so, so profoundly this morning. Amen. Come on. Give me a smile today. Yeah, we're not about attending, but we're about contributing to the life of the local church. And I believe right now, as I said before, it's time for us to lean in to the house of God like never before, using the gifts and the, and the talents that God has placed within us. And as I said just a few moments ago, I think the safest place that we can be found today is in the house of God, serving God in His house. It's got to be the safest way to live our Christian life and to be uh, found safe and healthy and in a position where God can use us. It's got to be the most important thing that we can do right now. And if you were to ask me today what's the most or the biggest best kept secret in the church today, I would say it's the church or God's people not fully knowing that God has entrusted us with supernatural abilities. Or as the Bible says, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to be talking about more so over the next couple of weeks, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to say it this morning. You, I, are gifted and endowed with supernatural abilities. Amen. I love that thought there. In fact, listen to it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, and at home as well. It says, Therefore, he says, when he, Jesus, ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. I believe today that Satan's, one of Satan's greatest ploys is to make people, the people of God disbelieve or not believe 
or have a lack of faith in relation to the understanding that we are not just saved by grace, but we are gifted by grace as well. That we're not just born again just to go to heaven. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, we're happy about that. But we're not just saved by grace, born again to go to heaven. No, along this journey that we're in, along this thing called life, God doesn't just save us by grace. He also has gifted us by grace as well. And that every one of us has our part to play, we'll get to that in a moment, within this thing called the body of Christ. Amen. I love that in God's grand plan, that not only does He save us, but He gifts us as well. In fact, listen to this, Paul starts to speak into this issue around gifts and I think today it relates to each of us this morning here today. I believe that when Paul wrote that, this scripture, it was just as relevant then in that time as it is today. Listen to what Paul says in relation to spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, at home as well it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant, to not know or to understand. Paul says it again, I do not want you to be ignorant. I believe today that there is far too much ignorance around the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church today. In fact, I would ask you the question, do you know what your spiritual gifts are today? Did you know in Matthew chapter 16, verse 27, it says when the Son of Man returns with all of His angels, there'll be lots of them, amen, He's going to ask each one of us what we did with what we had. Or what we did with what He entrusted to us, or what we did with what He gave us. When the Son of Man returns, and boy, oh boy, when you look around the globe today, it's a coming. That train's on its way. But when he returns with all of his angels, he's going to ask each one of us as we stand before him and he's going to ask us, what did we do with what I gave you? And I hope, and our prayer for all of us is that we go, well, Lord, I understood that my gifts were watched, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then I got busy involved in serving the church and serving the community by using what it was that you gave me. I think the scariest thing that we can do as people is know about our gifts, but not employ them in service to other people. God's wanting us in this season to understand how important it is that we not only discover what our gifts are, but we employ them in the service of other people as well. Probably wishing you didn't come this morning. That's all right. It's okay, we'll continue. Listen to the command in the Word of God. These are, these are commands. There, there, there's, there's a big difference between an ask and a command, isn't there? Listen to a couple of the commands out of Scripture. First Peter chapter, First uh, Peter, excuse me, First Peter chapter four, verse ten. It says, "As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God." As each one has received a gift, spend your whole time in the church. Never do anything with it by the manifold grace of God. What does it actually say there? As each one has received a gift, minister it as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Minister it to one another. Minister means to serve. Can we bring that scripture back up? Thanks, guys. Minister means to serve. Steward means to manage. Amen. So we're meant to serve with the gift and be managers over what it is that God has given us. Hallelujah. Smile this morning because I can see your faces. The last three months, I've never been quite sure because I haven't been able to see anyone's face since about November last year. It's so good this morning. You can't escape me now. (laughs) I gotcha. Sorry. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it says, having then different, differing gifts according to the grace that is given to us, let us never do anything about them. Let them sit there and be dormant and never do anything about it. You know what's so scary about that? There's a verse of Scripture in the book of Romans. I think it's in um, chapter 12, and it might be chapter 12, verse 6. Um, you can find it for yourself, but it says that the gifts of God and the calling of God are irrevocable. When God calls you and gifts you, he doesn't take that back. It's with you forever. Wow. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, which he created before the foundation of time, that he created us and fashioned us and prepared for us to do a special works that we would do them. Not think about them. Not come to church every week. Oh my gosh, that pastor's such a brilliant pastor. He's so good looking too. How come all the anointed people are bald, Lord, in the world? It's just crazy stuff. Every pastor that I see, they're just bald today. I don't know what it is. God's gifted us and empowered us and entrusted us and yet so often in the church people aren't using what their gifts are. Before we go any further, I want to remind you this morning of the biblical definition of the word gift that's described in 1 Peter chapter 4 and Romans chapter 12 verse 6. This is the definition of the word gift within scripture and, and, and translated through the Greek. It says this, in both references to this word gift, it means this, miraculous faculty and inherent spiritual power, spiritual endowment and ability possessed or inherited by someone or religious qualification. Wow, isn't that astounding? That's what that word gifts are. When, when Paul says in Romans chapter 12, then having gifts differing according to the grace of God that has given us, let us use them, miraculous faculty, spiritual empowerment, religious qualification. 1 Peter chapter 4, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good managers of the manifold grace of God. Miraculous faculty, spiritual empowerment, religious qualification. You know, I have the great joy and the great privilege of being a pastor. And there's many of us, and Friday morning in the pre-launch for the prayer breakfast, had the great privilege of being able to pray for all the ministers across the Illawarra. That's our area. And I just wonder how many ministers have gone through probably a difficult time as so many other business people have as well with all the interruptions. But it was a great joy to pray for all the ministers. And you know, the truth is, yes, I'm a, I'm a minister and some people call me pastor. But the truth is this, that we are all ministers unto God. Amen. We are all ministers. When God looks at us, he just doesn't look at, you know, Shane as the minister. No, when he looks at the church, he sees us all as being his ministers. Now, why does God look that, look that way? Why does he look at the church in that particular fashion? Why, why does he view the church as a place where everyone's called to, to, to minister to one another? It's because he has gifted us. He's endowed us. He's released to us supernatural abilities, some natural abilities, to be able to minister to one another. But are you ministering today? Come on, God wants you and I to minister to one another, to minister those that are outside the four walls of the church as well with the gifts that God has given us. Hallelujah. 
Wish they had stayed home online. Amen. I could turn him off right now. I love that. Got the remote control. Don't do that at home. This is why Paul urged the early believers and why the Holy Spirit is urging us today not to be ignorant of the gifts of God. And I'm going to start to conclude in a moment's time. But over the coming weeks, we're going to look at three particular groupings of the gifts of the Spirit. And the first one we're going to look at is out of the book of Romans, chapter 12. says this, mentioned it before, Having then different gifts according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. We'll call these motivational gifts. The gifts God placed within us from conception. Love this scripture here. So you ever wondered why some people are just so naturally gifted at something? Mine's not growing hair. Other people it might be. Have you ever looked around and see why people are just so, just people with creative abilities that can draw stuff? I'm good at stick figures. That's about all I'm good at. I'm terrible at drawing. Well, you ever wondered why some people are just naturally just good at something? It's because when, look at Psalm 139. It says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Look at the person next to you, say, Marvelous are God's works. Go on, have a look at them. Marvelous are your works, God. Absolutely. No question about it. Ephesians 2.10, as I said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should work, we should uh, walk in them. So number one, the motiv- motivational gifts that God places within us. The number two in Ephesians 4.11, listen to what it says. And he, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. We'll call these gifts ministry or leadership gifts. Some people know them as the five-fold ministry gifts, leadership gifts. These are known as that. And they're intended to prepare the church, excuse me, the saints for the work of ministry. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about those as well in a few weeks' time. The last one I love, and this is what I'm trusting God that we see more and more of. You want to hear what it is this morning? I'm not going to tell you. This is the one I love, as well as the others, but this one's cool. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. We'll call these the manifestation gifts. This is the Holy Spirit um, empowering a believer at a particular time of his choosing for a particular function. In our lives, he may choose to manifest himself through a prophecy or for someone to prompt to pray for someone or for someone who is sick or even give us a word of knowledge. Amen. I love that thought there. The gifts of the Spirit that are manifested through the believer at the Spirit's choosing. Hallelujah. You like that one, Bernard? I like that one. Amen. But to see more of that happening, how does that happen as we're open to the Holy Spirit and our our, our hearts are hungry and and we're like, will God use us? And then the Holy Spirit, bang, gives us a word of prophecy for someone or a word of knowledge or whatever the case may be. Hallelujah. I love those. That's the third category and we'll look at that as well and how we set ourselves up for that too. Going to conclude this morning in a couple of moments' time. The purpose of the gifts, what's it all about? Well, I've mentioned it, but I want to bring it to Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you snuck up on me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says this, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of the body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all all baptised into one body. For in fact the body is not one member, 
but many. Paul describes us as a body. Head and toes and arms and neck and muscles. Love that. All that's going on, Paul describes the church as a body. He uses the analogy of a body. When each part contributes to the body, to the church, it's healthy and functioning in the way that God has called it to. Amen? You see, Paul's message is that when we are not using the gifts that God has entrusted to us, it affects the health of the body. When you don't use your gift to build up the body, someone is missing out on the blessing God intends to show them through and by the gifts that God has given you. Now, I'm going to say something in a moment's time. And if you don't hear anything else this morning, I hope you have. But if you don't hear anything else this morning, make this one the take-home, think-about one. Okay? Don't put it up yet. But I want to give it to you this morning, and I want you to really think about what we're saying here. Bring it up on the screen if you would. What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself and how you minister to others is your gift to God. Have a look this morning again. What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself and how you minister to others is your gift to God. You see, every time we serve the Lord, we we, we step out and we, we do something for Him, It's blessing the heart of God because He sees us as His children that are taking to heart the fact that we're designed in a certain way, fashioned in a certain way. And the way that we express our love to God is not only through our singing and through our giving and through all of those things, but it's through our serving to others. That profoundly blesses God's heart, our Father in heaven, because He sees us all as His children. <laughs> we're, all, we're all sons and daughters of God. My dad had six children and, um, boy, you know, a household of six kids, busy household. I used to always get picked on by my sisters. I had four sisters. I always get picked on by them. But dad's heart was always that we would always love one another and get on with each other and help each other. Amen. I believe it's the same of the heart of our Father in heaven as well. That He doesn't just see us as a group of people that come and go and, you know, we'll leave and go here and there. No, He sees us as His children, as His family. And in His amazing providence, as He chose us, He's also gifted us for the purpose of us serving one another with all the good stuff that He's given us. Amen. So if you don't get anything else, get that today. What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself and how you minister to others is your gift to God. Why is this so important? Well, as I said and touched on a couple of times in the beginning is this. Using our gifts keeps us close to Jesus and His church. Is it your time to lean in and to reach out with the gifts and the talents that God has blessed you with? Blessed you with. 
You might think, well, it's just all too difficult. I, I wouldn't know where to begin. I'll give you something really deep to go home with as well. Amen. The best way to find out what your gift is, is start to serve. Start to serve. I'll, I'll finish with this because I could just start a whole new message now, but we won't do that because we've all got to eat lunch. But Jesus is getting ready to face the most horrific, beating, humiliation, and death that could ever be experienced. He's with his disciples. And the message that he wants to give them is the importance and the place of serving one another. We see the Lord in the story where they're all getting ready to eat the meal. And the traditional thing was for everyone to clean their feet, have their feet cleaned, right? You know the story, everyone. And that job, that job of cleaning people's feet was given to right at the bottom of the ladder. That wasn't what the house owner did. That was just like a lowly, lowly, lowly job. Dirty job, grubby job. No one wanted to do that job, washing everyone's feet. You know the story. Jesus gets the bowl, he gets the apron, and he goes around and he starts washing people's feet. He's trying to show us there that there is such blessing when we serve others. And so I wonder for us all as we kick this year off with all the craziness that's going on, all the, all the uncertainty again that's going on. I, I thought this was the end of COVID and we were going to sing, I don't know what. But here we are now facing what's going on in the world. It's crazy. But I know the most safest and the most powerful and the most rewarding thing that we can do with our lives is serving one another. Serving one another. You might not know how. Well, I want to encourage you. There's people at the back at the Welcome Hub. You could go to them and just simply say, is there anywhere I could serve? Is there anywhere that I could begin this journey? Or you might think, well, I want to pick up that journey again. There's probably some old song leaders in this house that need to get back going again. I exalt thee. There's probably some old, I don't know, gifted people. I better be careful. But, you know, there could be some people in the, in the house this morning that have been anointed by God in the past. Maybe it's time to pick that up again. Get involved. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning as we just finish together in prayer. And for those that are at home as well today too, you know, I want to encourage you. Those that are at home, it's time to return. Amen. Two years we've been going through this journey. And I just believe with all of my heart, it's time for us to regather and reconnect if you need to come and still wear your mask, then please do that. But I believe with all of my heart that this is the way that he's called us to worship together. Amen. So let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for your great grace, your great calling. We thank you today that you have gifted us, that you've endowed us with supernatural abilities, that you've gifted us with so many natural talents, Lord, that we are not an accident that we are your creation, designed specifically and purposefully by you, Lord. So, Lord, in this journey that we're on, we just pray that you would 
encourage us and help us to reflect on the thought that you've gifted us, but our gift back to you is by serving those around us, Lord. So Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, all the honour. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this week. And we pray that you continue to prompt us to pray for the nation of Ukraine, Lord. We thank you. We give you all the thanks. And everybody said amen and amen. Give the Lord a round of applause. He is good.